Now, tell me about your father. City Councilling on 95BFM, our weekly chat with the good people of Auckland Council. As we are in the midst of local election voting, councillors are beginning to wrap up their terms with their final reports. Pippa Coombe, the councillor for Waitamata and Gulf, has recently released her own report on the achievements that she's made and the issues that she's encountered over the past three years. As a part of our fortnightly chat on city councilling, we had a corredo about the report and what she's looking to do if re-elected. We also spoke more broadly about we also spoke more broad, broadly about the local elections as well as ongoing climate strikes happening around the country today. First, she ran through some of the highlights of her report. Yeah, it's been a bit of a reflection on the last three years, and I'd like to think that I've made a very positive contribution to the governing body of Auckland Council. I came on to be kind of constructive and to get things done, and um, it's been a real honour to have been the Deputy Chair of the Environment and Climate Change Committee under Richard Hill, the Chair, and on that committee there's a whole lot of stuff that has happened um, significantly. We've approved um, Te Tauriki Atafari, Auckland's climate plan, um, with the leadership of the Mayor, we've got a climate action targeted rate, which is locked in almost a billion dollars for climate action over the next 10 years. Um, for the first time, Auckland's got a water strategy and um, a significant decision that we made um, just um, last month was to sign off Auckland's transport emissions reduction pathway, which is going to be a very significant piece of work that we need to take forward Next term, if we're going to reduce our transport emissions by 64% by 2030, which is very topical given today there's a, a climate strike um, rally. How has this term been different from your previous ones? Well, it is my first term as a councillor. So previously I was the local board chair and before that the deputy chair of the Waitamata local board. So coming from a local board, you, you have a good understanding of how Auckland Council works and how to progress um, decisions but it's quite a different role um, local boards are dealing with um, local um, issues and running local facilities whereas on the governing body you've got much more of a, a, a regional role and um, you also importantly have responsible for setting the rates and how everything is funded. What changes would you be advocating for if you do get another term? Well I think there's a lot that we dis- we need to progress so I think under Mayor Phil Goff, you know, he's shown really fantastic leadership when it comes to climate action, but we've really got to make huge, bold steps forward, um, and that is going to be implementing the transport emission reduction plan, or the pathway. Um, that is going to be a big one and a, and a focus that you know of mine. And then there's lots of work that's happening with the environment. Um, I'm particularly made a priority, the restoration of the Hauraki Gulf, because I'm also co-chair of the Hauraki Gulf. So we're starting to see improvements. Um, you know, the Gulf is in a really um, degraded state. But, you know, things like marine protection are happening. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great mahi going on right around the Gulf. And I'm really keen to progress that work. You mentioned earlier the climate strikes that are currently happening around the country, including in Tamaki Makoto. Is there anyone, any council representatives that are attending the protests and speaking to what people are demanding? Well, I know my City Vision colleagues will be there for sure. Um, where that's central to our, our 
our policies is climate action and climate justice, and that's a coalition of Labor Greens and community independents like me, so that's who I stand with, and you'll be seeing them very strongly um, at the strike. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like all of those examples I gave of the action that we're taking, I mean, I think Council's listening, and we did declare a climate emergency in 2019, so we have to follow through with that. Um, and... You know, there are some big changes we need to make, but I think we're on the right, on the, taking the right approach. A large part of the strike is made up of high school students and teenagers who are incredibly, incredibly worried about their own future living on this planet and making sure that they aren't going to be incredibly negatively affected by the effects of climate change. Is the council's current climate decisions being made in conversation with these sorts of groups of young people? Well, that's having the voices of Rangitahi, Tamariki in our decision-making is really important. And they, were, they very much were part of developing Te Tauruki Atafari, Auckland's climate plan. And we've also got a um, youth advisory panel, and they have been involved in putting into council strategies and plans at an early early stage. So I think there's, there's a real wish to, to hear more diverse voices and particularly from young people and you can see kind of practical examples of that but you know with council there's always more that can be done and um, something that we need to to you know keep working at next term. Talking more generally about the upcoming local elections now, a big part of the reason that some people might find voting difficult is because of the abundance of choices that they have that kind of overwhelms them when they're looking at their local and regional council choices. How do you recommend that people go about understanding the policies of their local councillors? Well, there's, there's, it is quite difficult. Um, and, you know, going on slogans alone and just looking at people's pictures on the hoardings can, can really not give you very much information. Um, so I do recommend going to the online sites now that have actual policies of candidates and you can compare them. So, for example, there's Vote Auckland, which is the Auckland Council website. There's Policy.nz, which is um, a spin-off. And, then, and that's where can, candidates can actually share their own policies, so that's in their words. And then there's other organisations, of course, like Generation Zero, who've actually graded... Um, candidates from the information they've supplied. So, you know, there's a lot more resources now um, to actually go and do a deep dive in what candidates stand for. How can voters be confident that the candidates that they are voting for and looking at will be able to back up their policies and words with actions? Well, that's all part of, I guess, um, decision-making around an election and and, you know, looking at candidates, their track record, what have they said previously, what, is, what do they say on social media. I mean, a, a real concern is that we have a group of candidates standing, they call themselves Rock the Vote, but they are actually um, standing, um, they're actually Voices for Freedom candidates. So, um, but you wouldn't know that from if you just saw their slogans. And they're actually doing a lot of illegal signage as well. Um, so, yeah. It, it can be tricky for voters, you know, wondering what's going on and you really need to, you know, check check candidates out closely. You can throw in just, you know, how to vote, but, you know, there's a, a lot more places now. It's not just about posting. It's just dropping off is kind of, I think, the key message because posting gets a bit confusing because there's so few post boxes, but, you know, there's all these vote boxes at libraries and Countdown and Transport Hubs. 
That was City Councillor Pippa Coombe chatting about her recent term as a councillor and the upcoming local elections. Have you tried mindfulness? Try mindfulness. City Councilling on 95BFM.